Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Jamis. Hey, Paul, man. Here we go. Another episode of the Carveline Tech Service Podcast. We're getting a little closer. I, I think I have like three more business days of uh, work throughout the rest of the year. That must be nice. I think I'm going to just be hanging around. You know, I figured I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I may as well actually log in and see what's going on at work. Yeah, it's one of the benefits, I guess, of leaving tech service is there are no phones demand. <laughs> so I, I, I could actually, uh, you know, not do anything those days. Yeah. So I'm going to. Yeah. In tech service, those seems to be the days that um, people who are sitting around their desk, not really having much to do, have a lot of questions. And there's a lot of phone calls with very high level questions that come in during the holiday time. You know, people get to sit back and be a little more mental about stuff than they do on a grind of a, you know, quickly get things done kind of schedule. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, the kind of time frame where you get uh, phone calls from Birmingham's favorite son, Mr. BG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Although I did talk to him the other day and, uh, you know, he just he gave us the Merry Christmas already. So right. maybe he's taking some time off. No, not that guy. <laughs> Anyway, and if you know who we're talking about, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. <laughs> yep, I know he listens. Yep. So, but that's not what we want to talk about today. So, real quick before we get into our topic, you know, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Paul, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, technical service at carboline.com. You can also call us, and it is the tech service team that's staffing the chat on the website. So, any of those ways will be available all through the holidays. So, reach out. Ask your questions. Talk to the guys. They're happy to help. Actually, I'll be disappointed if there aren't some real stumpers that come in. <laughs> you know, if, if, if that if that inbox is empty, yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, so we have a product that's actually been kind of near and dear to this podcast's heart. And we kind of wanted to talk a little bit more generically about the type and compare it to a construction material and why we'd use it. But we kind of want to look a little bit harder at fiber reinforced epoxies today. That's right. And so if you have any idea what you're talking about, number one, it shows that you're an avid listener to the show because we've talked about this product on two other podcasts previously. Episode 10 and way back in the beginning days, don't hold us to the quality, but it was also in episode two. <laughs> right. Paul and I have gotten better since then, and so have our recording techniques. That's right. Uh, that's right. <laughs> but that's the Sanitel 755FR. That's our version of a high solids reinforced epoxy. Other manufacturers have them. Obviously, like ours, better. Let's talk a little bit about the characteristics of this type of coating. Yeah, so one of the key characteristics that we're able to do is, as we said in the previous episodes, it's easily spray applied with single leg equipment. It's got a great pot life. And what we're able to do is use it in a lot of areas where you have wet areas or cleaning chemicals that are being used, where you have uneven or rough surfaces. And the real thing that using a reinforced system will allow you to do is to smooth out, especially when we're looking at things like concrete or cinder block walls, which we see those a lot in food processing areas. A product like this will allow us to smooth out those walls so you don't have areas 
for bacteria or growth or mildew to build up. We're not saying that the paint kills it. We're saying that it doesn't give it a spot to hang out. Sure. Then normal washing techniques will actually keep the spread and the growth down. And actually, one of the key things that you said there is very important because until the development of these type of products where we put the fiber in there and made them sprayable, the old system was really hard to do. You had to apply a 100% solids epoxy, embed a fiberglass mat, and then bury it again with more 100% solids epoxy. Now, uh, with the advent of these products, you don't have to uh, do that. You take three steps, you turn it into one step. You're gonna spray, you're gonna get the same thicknesses all in one coat, and you're not trying to lay that fiberglass mash up in there. Anybody who's done that knows that it's really easy to entrain air, get bad adhesion, things like that when you're putting that mat in. The other thing is, is you get the same kind of physical properties when you do it with this spray on version. Right. And that's really, that's one of the new things that brought this product back to our attention was, you know, it's we product's been out for a couple of years now and we put in for a new round of testing and some more evaluations have been done. And the physical properties of the product really were amazing when the numbers came back, when we're looking at tensile strength and elongation, impact resistance, it really made it comparable to some other much more expensive or difficult to install systems. And we said, hey, this is this really is something that helps shed new light on an application method to help make jobs go quicker, more cost effective, and more advantageous for everybody involved. Sure. And one of the things that we're getting at is these products, I want you to think about FRP wall paneling. Everybody should be familiar with this type of material. You'll see it in hospital hallways, public restrooms, uh, food and beverage areas, basically anywhere where they need impact resistance, good cleaning characteristics, things like that, you'll see FRP wall paneling. And what these products like Sanitile 755FR actually do is mimic a lot of those characteristics. That's right. When you're looking at something where carts or, you know, hand trucks, heavy use things that are sometimes, you know, you bump into a wall. That kind of impact typically is going to damage, whether it's a, you know, cinder block walls start to, you know, you can impact them. You start to get crumbling and damage over time. And, you know, sheetrock or any of the other building materials, those are all damaged. And that's where they typically look for something reinforced that you can put over these to help add some integrity to it. And the impact resistance of the 755FR really made it a standout in this area. So we said, hey, that that really is something that we should be looking at is how does it compare to the FRP panels? And we did some comparisons and realized, you know, when we're looking at hardness impact in a lot of these cases, elongation, flame spread, the 755 FR will outperform a lot of these FRP wall panels on a typical installation. Sure. Yeah. The Sanitile 755 FR is a class A, which is the best. And without buying special flame retardant FRP, you're, you're looking at typically the class C, which is a little bit lower. So any kind of building code or newer building code is going to make you upgrade that FRP paneling in the first place. All right, here we are. Another month and another commercial. This month, we want to talk to you about our Rust Bond PS. It's a brand new product. Uh, it's a year-round primer sealer. As you know, in the past, we had a Rust Bond and a Rust Bond FC for fast cure. That FC was for the winter. Well, now... 
Uh, you have Rust Bond PS and you could use it year round. It penetrates rust, it wicks under edges of old coatings and creates an adhesive shell for top coat application. That's the Rust Bond PS and go ahead and check it out. The other big thing, uh, Thermal Shock. They both have really good characteristics for Thermal Shock. And with that, I kind of want to talk about the different areas that are perfect to use a 755 FR and the first being would be any kind of wet process areas in a food and beverage facility. So when you look at these food and beverage areas, a lot of what they do, there seems to always be either you're working with cold stuff or you're working with hot stuff. Mm -hmm. Either time, it's usually not the same ambient temperature as the rest of the environment. So you have the impact of any time or the safety considerations of any time something may spill from one of your vessels. But then the truly next step of it is the cleaning process. Mm -hmm. And in most of these facilities, it is a high temperature cleaning that they do. So you have something going from sometimes it is in a, a cold room where they may be bringing the temperature down to 35, 40 degrees. And now they're doing a, a high temperature, 180, 200 degree water cleaning of the surfaces to help clean and disinfect all the areas when they're done each day. Sometimes these are done every shift. Usually they're done at least once a day. And that kind of cyclic up and down temperatures is really hard on a lot of coating systems. But we found the 755FR, its elongation and its uh, thermal shock resistance really let it shine in these kinds of circumstances. Yeah, because what, what you got to think about is in a food and beverage facility, any kind of growth of bacteria, mildew, anything like that is death for the facility. So they come in with these hot water washdowns to prevent those kind of things. So if you don't have resistance to that, you um, are in trouble. And that's why you see a lot of times you'll see design materials being used. And what I mean by that, you'll see the FRP wall paneling. Sometimes you'll see stainless steel paneling, which is so right. much more expensive. I, I didn't even bother to compare <laughs> stainless steel paneling to the coating because like... Uh, if you're using stainless steel, we can save you tons of money. <laughs> right. Like, but the industry has had to go to that because that those are the kind of characteristics that they need. But with this new testing that we came in, we we have excellent thermal shock resistance. Uh, we have passed ASCM testing that resist fungal and mildew growth, and it really is the perfect partner to go with any urethane cement that you would put on the floor in those areas. So if you're if you're putting a urethane cement, uh, like our Carbocrete series down in a wet process area, look at the walls. That the, the 755FR belongs there, you know, that fiber reinforced epoxy, because it's going to give you some of the same properties. It's going to inhibit growth of mildew fungal, and it will take that hot water wash down and just keep on ticking. That's right. And being an epoxy, you can top coat it with a lot of things. So when you have those hallways that are leading to your processing areas, a lot of times those are very institutional or industrial style hallways. You can run this product right down those halls, smooth out your walls, put a top coat on of whatever color it is that you want for your hallway space. And you still have that impact and durability resistance as the prime coat, which is protecting the rest of your walls. It really makes it for a kind of a one-stop shop for application to anywhere that's going to be FDA, USDA style facilities where they're concerned with mold, mildew growth, you know, bacteria, and there's going to be frequent cleanings. 
Yep. And that's really the true like major home for these products is in food and beverage facilities. But there are other applicable areas. As you saw about three years ago, Paul and I made a video where we brought in a softball machine and we shot baseballs and softballs at a piece of drywall coated with the 755 FR and then at drywall uncoated with 755 FR. We were able uh, to obviously shoot a much faster ball at the coated material and we'll link it in our show notes uh, so you guys can see it so what you're talking about but that's the next thing to think about with these products is impact zones so busy hallways public bathrooms those kind of things all this is going to have that impact resistance you need prisons right they're always looking for something that's that's really hard uh that the prisoners can't dig through i know it sounds weird (laughs) to say it like that like the first time i ever had a conversation about coating a a prison wall it felt icky but at the same time (laughs) right like that is an important characteristic like i immediately pictured uh clint eastwood in in alcatraz like (laughs) when we when we, we talked about that but high impact zones are important so like if you're an engineer if you're out there and you have that head scratcher you want to uh save a little money that's real here because not only does the coating come in at a cost significantly cheaper than these design materials, right? Yeah. Anytime you have to go to some kind of hard material over a spray coating, you're typically going to be more expensive in material, but really where you see a greater expense is in the labor install because those FRP panels take a bigger crew, take longer as compared to spraying a wall with a coating. Yeah. And so if you're an engineer and you're out there and you're working in these areas, I highly recommend that you reach out to Paul and his guys because they can show you where there are advantages with using a spray coating over a design material. Design materials come with a much harder process for install than a coating does. And it's really a win all around when we can go with uh, something that's easier to install, going to give you the same or better performance characteristics. That's right. And again, like Jack said, if you want to see that video, you can go to our website. It is on carboline.com and you want to look up the blog spot right there. And there's a link right to that video. It's right there on the blog spot page. Yep. So that you can take a look at it and see what we were talking about with the uh, softballs at it. Yep. And we'll throw it in the show notes. So yeah, to sum it up, there are a lot of advantages to these reinforced epoxies over design materials, and uh, they're really worth checking out. So for Paul, I'm Jack, and we'll see you guys next week. And so, for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd like like to to thank thank you for your support. support.